one. Okay, I bet. Alright, so we're live. <clears throat> you. surprise you during the intro but it's cool <laughs> it's cool <laughs> we here though we here we here hello good people <clears throat> my name is 4kj this is a foot of stress podcast how are you good folks doing i am joined always by my good brother frankie metals aka l capitan aka l cap aka caps lock aka the swamp thing aka can't turn this ringer off how are you beloved it's it's cool it's cool it's cool um before we get into church announcements we have um very very special guest in the studio with us tonight um you've probably seen her everywhere at your local bodega at your local community <laughs> hall meeting um at your local seniors hall at your local whatever this 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 woman is is on her way to becoming legend we have elena little here with us this evening how are you i'm good thank you so much for having me that's good that's good i'm glad i'm glad you were able to came out come out excuse me um if you don't know elena little i don't know what your problem is but uh she is running for county commissioner executive can that, we ron burgundy the situation and be like hey she's kind of a big deal she is kind you of a big know. deal she's kind of a big deal and your local um politician is probably afraid of her oh. but before we get into that church announcements follow the show on everything instagram for the stress underscore podcast you can follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj you can follow frankie on ig at frankie metals you can follow the dojo on ig at the dojo jc make sure you visit the website for the stress podcast.com powered by stay cozy studios make sure you like rate review subscribe tell a friend to tell a motherfucker friend and all that good shit like that there now miss little how's everything it's going it's going it's going yeah how have you been i'm all right i'm all right um you know working per usual um so you came on my radar og ron uh, og ron shout out to og ron man ron is ron is uh one of the greatest people on the planet and he you know as i was like you know making my rounds around the city he kept telling me like do you know elena uh-uh. <laughs> It's like you gotta you gotta meet elena she's so cool she's doing so much work so much good work around the county around the city and i think this were were you president of progressive democrats ron was president oh, you, okay <laughs> I, was was pre- president. I, I just want to make sure i got the the titles correct what, were, what was your position there i was executive vice president and ron was president so we worked together very closely okay okay so you know speaking with ron and, um, you know, because he's currently running for county commissioner. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you announced that you were running for Hudson County executive. Mm-hmm. And you're running against Craig Guy. Mm-hmm. 
um, before we get there, because I know, you know, I have a lot of questions about that particularly. I want to kind of. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to go back and, you know, get into your history because, you know, in, in my research for the show, and you was mentioning it off mic, you know, you graduated Rutgers. Mm hmm. Um, where are you from originally? I grew up in Central Jersey in the suburbs. Okay. All right. So you, do you know my theory on Central Jersey? Are you are you one of the Central Jersey deniers? I am one of the Central Jersey <laughs> is, is, East, is East Pennsylvania to me. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. So what, what town are you from in Central Jersey? I, I grew up in Homedale in Monmouth County. Okay, home down Mom's County. All right, so it is a real place. I just deny it because and it's it's, it's not anywhere near Pennsylvania. Just okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's closer to the shore than it is Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, yeah, shore is easy. Yeah, mm -hmm. so so you grew up in Homedale, you went to Rutgers, and you also have your masters right from UC Berkeley. Mm -hmm. And what is your your degrees in? Environmental engineering. Okay, so you are short of a genius basically <laughs> thank my, you my, my, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that but i mean well you know environmental engineering means to me just strikes me as someone who knows what they're talking about and so my question is why politics well you know you can have all the technology in the world and if you don't have the leadership to make change you're not you're not gonna make change um when I was in college, I had an unpaid internship at the New Jersey DEP, mm -hmm. and this was during the first Christie administration. Uh. And I was I was going there. I was uh, you know I was I was doing my intern thing. I one day I walked you know and and the people I were working with were like, oh yeah, he slashed our budget. Like a lot of people don't work here anymore. Mm. Um, like you know, very matter of fact. Uh, it, it was it was you know they were not happy about it but that was the reality he was the governor he could do he could do what he wants um one day i walked past a empty cubicle and in it were uh a number of boxes like file boxes taped shut with sharpie letters on them rggi uh so that's Reggie. That's the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative. Okay. Uh, that's the Northeast Cap and Trade Program to reduce greenhouse gas emissions mm. that we were in before the Christie administration, and Christie pulled us out of it. So we had these box boxes taped shut with the hope that one day we would rejoin um, the Regional Greenhouse Gas Initiative, which we have. So so that is that is a good thing. But mm. um, you know, it, it kind of, it was a very stark image for me where I was just like, wow you know who we voted for means that like we're we're no longer in this this climate change program like mm -hmm. who we voted for makes a difference mm -hmm. and and it doesn't matter if if we have people who you know have technical degrees and care about climate change if if our governor says no we're we're not in this anymore mm -hmm. um so that that i think was a, a moment for me where i i really realize like you know it's it's not enough just to have that technical background you need you need people in leadership roles who are going to make good decisions mm -hmm. so with that internship in jersey city what made you no that that was in trenton oh okay that was in trenton yeah so how did you get to jersey city um i i actually did have a different internship in jersey city but um i 
officially moved here when I after I graduated college. I got a you know out of out of Rutgers. I got a job in New York City, but I knew I wanted to stay in Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't want to be doing the whole commuting from the suburbs thing in my early twenties. Mm-hmm. That didn't really sound fun. Love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I you know I, I fell in love with Jersey City, and I've been here pretty much ever since. I mean, the city will make you fall in love with it, so that's good. That's good. So you got here, um, you said in your early 20s? hmm And from there, what was your, was it like a casual introduction into local politics? Like, what kind of drew you in? Yeah. Um, so... I would say my first few years, I wasn't really involved politically. You know, I I was kind of getting established in my career. I I joined a running club, but I wasn't um, I wasn't really like engrossed in local politics at first. Mm -hmm. Um, After, you know, in in 2016, when Trump was elected, I think I like a lot of people were were kind of shocked and kind of said, like, wait, how could this happen? Mm So I think at that point, I started paying a lot more attention to politics in general. Um, you know, obviously national politics, there's a lot of shit going on there, but mm-hmm. also also local politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I got involved locally with a group called NJO8 for Progress. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that cycle, um, we were... And, and so NJOA is the 8th Congressional District, mm-hmm. and Jersey City is split between the 8th and the 10th. Um, but, you know, we, we had people in the 10th in the group, too. It wasn't, like, exclusionary. It was just, that was just what it was called. Um, but we had, that's, that next midterm cycle, 2018, people will remember it as the year, you know, that the Democrats took back the House mm-hmm. uh, from the, you know, Republicans were controlling every branch of government. Um, that was the year people like AOC and Ayanna Presley got elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was 2018 was a pretty big year. Um, that year, this group, NGO8 for Progress, uh, we were really engaged. We were hosting phone banks every week. And uh, we were every weekend, we were carpooling out to the suburbs to go knock doors to try and flip these New Jersey swing districts, so NJ7, NJ11, NJ3. Uh, we, were, we were going out to the suburbs, we were knocking doors, we were trying to get people like Andy Kim, Tom Malinowski, Mikey Sherrill elected, um, you know, so that Democrats could take back the House. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we were also like active locally on progressive issues, you know, because we, we, we were all progressive leaning, but we also realized like the immediate nature of the situation with... Um, with Republicans controlling every branch of government at the national mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were also involved locally. Uh, you know, we, we did things like, you know, we would ask Albio Sears for, you know, to support a Green New Deal or Medicare for All, and he would not actually meet with us and have his chief of staff, who was also the mayor of um, Weehawken, meet with us instead. Mm. <laughs> um, but really, my first interaction with the Hudson County government came that same fall in 2018, mm-hmm. right? I was spending all my spare time, um, like, organizing carpools out to the suburbs to mm-hmm. try and, like, make this difference nationally. And that same fall, 2018, our Hudson County 
government, our, it was then called the Board of Chosen Freeholders, now it's the Board of County Commissioners, um, they were deciding whether or not to renew their contract with ICE. Mm-hmm. And so I went to those meetings. Uh, a number of us testified against the contract with ICE. Mm-hmm. And I sat there and I watched as our board, which was all Democrats, mm-hmm. voted to continue profiteering off of immigrant family separation. Mm. And it kind of hit me over the head then. It was a, like a light bulb moment. Like, why why am I spending all these, this time carpooling out to the suburbs uh, when our own Democrats here are not responsive to the people, mm-hmm. you know, do not, are not in line with even, you, you know, not only are they not progressive, but they're like barely, they're not even in line with the National Democratic Party. They're, they're center right, I would say. And, um, and they're, and they're not listening to the, they're listening to their bosses. They're not listening to people who are coming and testifying. They're not listening to everyday people. Yeah, it's interesting. Like when I talk to out-of-towners about Hudson County politics, I often tell them like, our Democrats here operate as Republicans. Oh yeah, yeah. How was how was your realization of that? Because that that's always a weird thing for people to be like, oh oh shit, they are they don't <laughs> act like Democrats. They're right. actually Republicans. Right. Did, how how was your response when you when that light bulb clicked for you? You know, it was all the emotions you would imagine. It was really frustrating. It was disappointing. You have this feeling of like, really, we can't do any better. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I mean, we're we're such a blue county. We, you know, we elect Democrats in the general election by enormous margins. You know, look, Joe Manchin. I disagree with him on a, a million different things, but mm-hmm. I kind of understand why he is the way that he is. He mm-hmm. represents West Virginia, where Trump won by like 20 points. Right. Like, I don't agree with it, but I can kind of understand why he is the way that he is. Right. Our Democrats here don't have that excuse. Mm-hmm. Why Why are they the way that they are? I think that's a question that the public and people in your position are trying to answer every day. And I, I don't think anyone has a a clear-cut view of why that is and i think with um more progressives popping up within hudson county and with more people operating from a grassroots sense i think we're trying to fight for that answer and i think it's because <sighs> from the outside looking in like when i talk to people out of town they're like well, everybody's a democrat though i'm like no they're not, <laughs> no, they're not. Yeah. not really <laughs> it's not, it's, they're democrat on paper right but it's not um it's not the same so like with with your background because uh, you know i'm understanding you know you came to jersey city you got involved with local politics um was there any personal connection with wanting to understand what's happening because with your background you could have got a six-figure job and just been chilling so you know what made you because you you are a part of a lot of programs like you, I, I, I see you everywhere. <laughs> so what, you know, is there like a personal connection with wanting to do right? Or is, because like I said, you could have just been like, yeah, this is cool, but I'm gonna go make my six figure salary or doing whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, as you get involved, you, you make friendships, you make connections, you put mm-hmm. down roots, you know, you, you care about your neighbors, you care about your community you care about your friends Mm -hmm. and you don't want to like you don't want to see 
you don't want to see leadership that isn't really representative of the people and you don't you don't want to see leadership that you know maybe they're not moving us backwards but they're just kind of perpetuating the status quo and the status quo is not is not sustainable for for many families Mm -hmm. uh you know people are finding it harder and harder every year to stay here Mm -hmm. um people are getting priced out and um status quo is not enough and so so you you have to care if you develop connections you put down roots you know Mm -hmm. you you have friends you're you're building your life here like you have a community and and how could how could you not care right right right. no i I understand that that's you know it's very easy for people not to care but i think it's it's admirable of, of you to you know come here and look around and be like no i care about what's going on I want things to be better. I want my community to be better because a lot of people, especially long-term Democrats or long-term politicians in general, have been here forever and just like, yeah, you know, I'm going to just keep collecting this check. I don't really care about what happens to the community. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think some of our, our politicians are self-serving. Mm-hmm. I think some of them are, are just like sort of in it um, for, for whatever reason. I, I think others like probably did get into it for the right reasons in the beginning but maybe maybe now sort of see it as oh well i can't really make that change that's that's out of my hands right. um and i think a lot of voters feel jaded too like a lot you know when i knock the doors people are people are tired they're jaded mm-hmm. like it's not that it's not that our community doesn't care it's not that our community isn't full of you know people who care about their neighbors it absolutely is but it's you know, people are jaded and people are tired. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a good segue into your 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 current candidacy for Hudson County Executive. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, um, Jersey City, um, Hudson, words, our government is split into like three. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you know things get a little fuzzy. So we have local, we have municipalities, then we have county government and then we have state government um elena is running for county government so with the hudson county executive position what exactly does that position entail yeah that's that's a good question because i feel like of those three levels that you mentioned county government is sort of the overlooked one you yeah know, people pe- forget that exists people forget i mean you know who your ward council person is mm-hmm. You know who your mayor you is. I hope you do. <laughs> yeah. um, you know you you know who the governor is. Um, you may know who your state senator or state assembly person is. But like you ask someone on the street, they don't know who. They don't know who the um, their county commissioner is. It's the forgotten branch of government. Yeah, yeah, and I I've had I actually had someone tell me recently, um, at a meet and greet, they told me. I only recently learned what a county executive was because of the councilwoman who ran over the cyclist. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Councilwoman skirt skirt. Yeah. And I was like, that in a nutshell encapsulates how forgotten county politics is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and essentially the way I like to explain it to people because because people for the most part do know they're you know 
the municipal government. I like I like to say that the county executive is like the mayor of the county. Okay. Um, it's the it's the executive branch of the county, and okay. then the county board of commissioners is sort of analogous to the city council. Um, so it's this city council, the county, the county council, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, but we call them commissioners. So there's nine of them. Um, you know. In the county's case, there's no at-large ones. Each one represents a different district, mm-hmm. and then, um, and and they, you know, they they control the purse strings, they control the county budget, um, and the county executive is more like the the administration, the mayor mm-hmm. of the county, um, for all intents and purposes, and you know, makes appointments to different departments, things like that, and kind of um, oversees the entire county operations. Okay, so the our current county executive is Tom DeGees, right? He didn't step down yet. No, no. He's serving at the end of his term, but he's not seeking re-election. Okay. And you're going up against Craig Guy. Mm-hmm. And Craig Guy is a, for those who don't know, Craig Guy is a long-term Hudson County executive. He's a fully machined guy. He's, he's He actually doesn't hold elected office right now. Oh, he, he doesn't. He, he's not the county executive. DeGees is the executive, but mm-hmm. Guy is Dejesus' chief of staff. Okay, so Guy, yeah. mm, excuse me, Guy is Dejesus' chief of staff. Who, notably, Guy in the '80s got busted for some coke back in the day. Oh, shit. I think in the '80s or something like that. That was a little tidbit I saw that was just very interesting. I was like, huh, okay, that's interesting. Work gets around. Work gets around. <laughs> around. So, what what made you decide to run? Because, um. You know, you're very involved in the community. You're part of all of these programs. You 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 are um, a fighter for all intents and purposes. So what made you want to run? Well, uh, I had actually previously run for county commissioner, which was then called county freeholder in 2020 mm-hmm. in the Democratic primary, uh, along with Ron Bautista, OG Ron. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ran in District 4, he ran in District 5, and we both came pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were running off the line, which I can get into now or I can get into later, but mm-hmm. it's this system in which our New Jersey primary ballots are laid out that basically favors the machine candidates and mm-hmm. puts them all in a line with each other. Right. Um, so. That gives like an immense advantage um, in terms of like visually the ballot design where your eye is drawn in terms of legitimacy because it makes you know it makes the machine endorse candidates appear more legitimate. Mm-hmm. Um, they're appearing in a row behind you know people like like underneath people like Joe Biden. It mm-hmm. it implies endorsement even though I guarantee you Joe Biden doesn't know who's running for county commissioner. <laughs> um, anyway, long story short. Um, you know, there have been studies that say the line uh, confers up to a 35 point advantage. Mm. Uh, Ron and I got about 40 percent, 45 percent off the line. Mm. Uh, so we overcame much of that 35 point um, disadvantage. Mm-hmm. We overcame much of that. Um, we came really close to success in the 2020 primary. And I think we both had it in our mind that we were going to give it another go at county office, uh, which we were doing this year, mm-hmm. along with many other um really great candidates for county commissioner and i think we felt this way about county office because we feel like there's so much potential at the county level Mm -hmm. um the county actually has a 634 million dollar budget and um you know 
we see we, we see some of the things the county is doing, you know, keeping 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 the lights on, keeping keeping the county schools running, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but 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 we feel like, you know, the lack of media attention on this level of government historically mm-hmm. or, or even not media, just lack of general awareness of this level of government historically um, has allowed for a lot of corruption, maybe a lot of inefficiencies mm-hmm. in how we spend our money. And uh, reserving that green space uh, for people in urban environments to enjoy. Um, and most importantly, I would say in Hudson County is affordability, tackling mm-hmm. the affordable housing crisis. Uh, we want to uh, build 10,000 nonprofit apartment units over the next decade in something that's called a community land trust, mm-hmm. which, um, which would be county owned land. Um, and, and sort of building nonprofit apartments often in partnership with a nonprofit. Uh, for example, Garden State Episcopal is one nonprofit that's done this other places. Um, and, you know, expanding that access to truly affordable housing um, that is not, you know, not just building more luxury high rises, um, but actually building units that people can afford. Um, and we also want to expand tenant protections, uh, countywide right to counsel. We've seen a lot of action in Jersey City with the right to counsel campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for folks who haven't been following that right to counsel, um, basically guarantees legal representation to tenants facing eviction or, or you know, other issues like that. Mm-hmm. And same way as someone in this country who's accused of a crime. Um, has a legal right to a public defender, mm-hmm. right to counsel would extend that same right to, to tenants facing eviction. And it actually saves money in the budget. Um, they've done studies on this because that's less you then have to spend on homelessness services. So uh, there was a study in Massachusetts that estimated that, you know, even giving this legal representation to tenants was was much cheaper. It, it was if you spend a dollar on legal representation to keep people in their homes, you for every dollar you would have spent two dollars and forty cents if that person had instead become homeless. Hmm. So it's it's a win for renters, it's a win for small homeowners. Um, only people it's not a win for are bad actor corporate landlords, I would say. Okay. Okay. So at the county level, do you feel like there's a lot of potential there to fix the problems that? you know, regular citizens face every day. Absolutely, absolutely. We want to tackle the affordability crisis, improve our transit infrastructure, improve our environmental infrastructure, things like that. Okay, okay. So how has your race been? Like, when when did you start running? I announced in December. Mm. And how has that been up until this point? Um, You know, so far it's been very positive. Um, You know, people... You know, I, I certainly do encounter people who are jaded and say, like, well, you know, oh, you know, you'll never beat the machine. Why even bother trying? Mm-hmm. I think it's so important. Um, you know, I mean, first of all, we're running to win. Second of all, we've never had this coordinated movement before with a county executive candidate and county commissioner candidates right. um, in opposition to the party machine. Um, and, like, furthermore, I don't think it's. I don't think, you know, the current county executive retiring and naming his longtime chief of staff as his chosen successor <laughs> is a super democratic way to run so, a government. It's a little weird. 
It's a little weird. It's a little weird. It it's feels weird. more like, you know, you see in England, like, oh, like, you know, um, like Queen Elizabeth died, so now it's King Charles, right? Like, <laughs> it, it, it makes, you know, to someone who is casually involved in politics, because I don't run for anything, it does feel like the voters don't have a choice at all. Yeah, it feels that way because of the way they've been running it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're, you're looking to change that. Yes. That's good. That's good. So, you know, and I always feel like I ask politicians this or people who are running this, um, how do you approach people who have, who are, who do feel jaded by the system? Like, what do you say to them to kind of make them not believe, but, you know, inspire a little hope? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. There are going to be some people who are just, um, jaded to the point where they're going to refuse to engage mm-hmm. and at that point there's not really much I can do mm-hmm. um, but if, if people are sort of on the fence and they're like well I would like to get involved but I don't really have hope that anything will change mm-hmm. you know I, I think I would mention you know what, what I just told you earlier about um, how this is a coordinated effort mm-hmm. um, right and, and like I said I'm running to win but even if I don't win if we get several commissioner candidates across the line, mm-hmm. if we have Commissioner Ron Bautista, like, yeah, be fire. Yeah, be good. <laughs> Commissioner OG Ron, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friend of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like if, if we if if we lose the executive race but win two or three commissioner seats, that's still a seat change in Hudson County politics. Absolutely. And um, so you have that up ballot and down ballot pressure. We're working together. We're working as a team, you know, but we're not a machine. So I'm not a boss. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think I give off boss vibes, but <laughs> um, in case I did, I'm not. Yeah. Um, all our commissioner candidates, you know, have the freedom to um, run on platforms that represent the needs of people in their district. So they can knock on doors, they can talk to their neighbors and, um, and, and really represent their district specific needs and actually be accountable to the voters instead of the party bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going around and telling them, no, you can't do this. No, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You have to vote for this. You have to vote. No, mm-hmm. no. Um, you know, but we are running as a team because logistically, you know, the odds are stacked against us. So we have to like, you know, we have to overcome that through grassroots organizing and, um, and logistical support and, and, you know, working together as a team. So I, I would say this kind of effort's never been tried before at the county level. Mm-hmm. Um, the This is unique because the county executive and the county commissioners are all up in the same year. Mm-hmm. And that only happens once every 12 years because because the county, <laughs> county executive is a four-year term and county commissioners are three-year terms. And... So this is like rarefied air that you guys are in. Yeah, it's, it's like what is it it's it's a blue moon or it's a lunar eclipse whatever (laughs) um so we we've never had this coordinated county effort before um you know it's 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 a unique cycle and it's an open seat Mm. i'm not you know i'm not running against an incumbent i'm running against someone who has pretty low name recognition to the point where the county has to spend taxpayer dollars <laughs> mm-hmm. to send out those big glossy mailers, run those ads on the local TV channels, mm-hmm. saying, hey, you have any questions? Mm-hmm. 
come contact Tom DeJesus, chief of staff. Right. Which, you know, again, he's not an elected official. I don't know anywhere else where a county employee would be featured so prominently on big glossy mailers. Um, I don't feel that it's a particularly efficient use of our tax dollars either, but... I mean, I feel like that's kind of an advantage for you, though, because you've really been out in the streets and yeah. you've been in people's faces. You have the name recognition because you previously ran and you're all over the place. So I, I think for you, that is that's an advantage that your challenger doesn't have. And I think that's important because, you know, with like you were saying, with the just Jersey politics in general is very corrupt. And the machine produces people who are just like, I guess, like toy soldiers where they're like mindless puppets who just do whatever the machine tells them to do. And like you're saying, with people being so jaded and people being so tired of the system, I feel like what you're doing with the rest of the, the team is the team is doing is offering like a fresh perspective. I hope so. I also, I don't want to say that, you know, these people um, who are who are working with the machine or getting out the vote for machi- the machine, I, I don't want to say they're mindless puppets. I think... Um, oh, I said that. So nobody, yeah, yeah. nobody, don't put that on Elena. I said that. <laughs> I said that. No, I mean, I think some of them have ambitions of their own and they think that if they, if they play nice with the system, eventually it'll be their turn, mm-hmm. which maybe it will, maybe it won't. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, I think some of them feel pressure because of their jobs if you work for the city or you work for the county mm-hmm. you're told hey you got to come to this fundraiser hey you got to come to this event mm-hmm. uh hey you got to show up on election day or whatever and i mean i just don't feel like that's a that's a feature of a functional democracy having having public employees feel feel like their jobs are threatened if they don't behave a certain way politically so so not to cut you off but can i ask what looks like a functioning democracy to you that well that's a very broad question i mean when and and (laughs) when it and as it pertains to hudson county what looks like a functioning democracy yeah well i mean I, i don't think county workers should be coerced i don't think people should have multiple um, taxpayer-funded jobs, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think if you work for the county and you're doing your job, you know, you should be paid a living wage, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't have two, three, four uh, taxpayer-funded jobs uh, to re- reward you for political loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think... I don't think people should be... I don't think county employees and their families should be coerced for donations mm-hmm. um, or, or for volunteer hours for the for party politics or any politics, really. Mm-hmm. Um, right? That's that's not... That's not how things should work in this country. I mean, one of... One of the beautiful yet sometimes terrifying things um, is that, you know, about this country is, is that, you know, People have, people have the right to vote how they want to vote. Right. Um, and if you're if you're being coerced into certain political actions, mm-hmm. while it's true that you can get in the ballot box and vote however you want to vote, um, like, like you shouldn't be coerced into other political actions either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I also think functional democracy would, you know, you would see our elected officials listening to, um 
listening to their constituents a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I go back to the the hearings on the ICE contract, and you know, one of those meetings was twelve hours long. Actually, I think that one was in twenty twenty. I think the twenty eighteen ones were they were still several hours <laughs> like they they still went late into the night don't get me wrong mm-hmm. um and you know you can have unanimous testimony against something and then they'll still vote in favor of it anyway because they were told to yeah that seems that feels a little problematic to me it feels like like you said they don't listen to the constituents yeah so with with you running now what are some of the things you intend to change well let's let's play you know we have commissioner little executive excuse me executive <laughs> little um what would what, what, what are you looking to change if you are elected yeah so i mean i talked earlier about our our um housing mm-hmm. goals Tackling the affordability crisis, um, building nonprofit apartment units, um, protecting tenants' rights. Mm-hmm. Um, I think increased transparency in the county budget. Um, mm-hmm. People don't know where their where their tax dollars are going. Um, Not at all. And and people are feeling that pinch, and and people would like to know. People would like to know where their tax do- dollars are going. Uh, transparency. I think environmental infrastructure, mm-hmm. um, and I don't just say that because that's my field, but I, you know, I, we see this, we see this every time there's a major storm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was president of Harsness Cove Association when Hurricane Ida came through, and we had longtime residents bailing water out of their basements. Mm-hmm. We had people living in basement level or garden level apartments who had to leave Mm. they could not stay there because their home was uninhabitable Mm -hmm. um you know i i think we need to do more of a coordinated effort at the county level to make sure we have the right flood mitigation infrastructure and and that's not just downtown in hoboken i mean the Hackensack River waterfront floods too. Full flood, it gets flooded. A Greenville lot. floods, but Greenville right? Absolutely floods. Even even places up on the cliff, people in the heights and basement apartments had to leave their homes. Yeah. Um, it's so I don't want people saying like, oh, that's just a downtown issue. No, mm-hmm. it it's it's a countywide issue. We have a combined sewer system. Mm-hmm. Um, in many places, uh, we you know, which means that our storm water and our municipal wastewater run in the same sewers Mm -hmm. so when we have a really heavy rain the sewer system gets overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and you get what are called cso's combined sewer overflows where it's just sort of diluted wastewater diluted Mm -hmm. sewage coming out that's um right diluted because there's been so much rain but you know it's still mixed in there with the sewage and it's a public health issue Mm -hmm. um so you know pushing the county towards renewable energy, pushing the county towards net zero to combat climate change, but then also making sure we're ready for the effects of climate change because uh-huh. climate change is here, right? It's it's not it's not some hypothetical off of the future. We, yeah. s- we see it already and we can't have people constantly getting flooded out of their apartments. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to make sure we have better infrastructure in place so that doesn't happen or, you know, at least doesn't happen so frequently. Right. right. Yeah, I, I think um, a lot of a lot of the issues that you raise, um, 
a lot of people I talk to don't know that the county can't help with those. They just think about it like, yeah. oh, that's something the city has to do. But well, because people don't people forget the county level of government exists. Yeah, yeah. it has a six hundred thirty four million dollar budget. Um, like, what's it doing with that? Is aside from like keeping the lights on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the highest paid superintendent, I believe. Um, and please fact check me on this and before you run it but um the highest paid superintendent in new jersey i believe was um the hudson county schools of technology superintendent who was retired wow and they just had negotiated such like a killer retirement payout Mm -hmm. because apparently they never took a vacation day in like you know a couple decades which Mm -hmm. you know that you know even upon retirement they were no longer working for us but they were still the most the highest paid superintendent Mm -hmm. and and to me that doesn't that doesn't make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. uh that doesn't seem like an efficient use of our county tax dollars um and you know of, of course the you know the rumors they're going to spread about me there and and part of the co- wait, wait wait hold on slow down you got rumors <laughs> spreading about you already no no just just in the sense that they do this for any progressive challenger they 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 tell the county employees or the municipal employees as the case may be um oh you know you got to vote for for our guy or you're going to lose your job they're going to come in they're going to fire everyone <laughs> Okay, so what what are Which some is of, not, what are some of the rumors you've heard about yourself? If you I, if you heard any. I no, I haven't really. You haven't heard any? Um, okay. No, no, but let let me let, let me not leave that hanging. I want to be clear, like I'm not going to go in and like fire regular county employees. I just feel like people who are political appointees who are double and triple dipping, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe we want to re- revisit that cuz I don't think people should be collecting multiple public salaries. I agree. But I, I agree. regular people, like if you if you were just like working for the county, like you know they're they're going to be fear mongering. They're going to say like, oh well, you can't vote for the opposition or you'll lo- you'll lose your job. No, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to fire regular people. Have you been? Has there been an increased effort or concentrated effort on in attacking you? Um. Or or they're just like slow rolling it. It's not anything crazy yet. I, yeah, I haven't really seen anything crazy yet. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess we gotta wait and see. The election's still uh, a few months away. Do you, do you have any skeletons we should know about? Like, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Did you get drunk at a party one time and start a fist fight or something? I mean, I have gotten drunk at parties in my life. Yes, I have, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think I started any fist fights. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want anybody to pull up a video. Oh, this is Elena Little starting a fist fight at college. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I mean, I feel like I would remember something like that. <laughs> Maybe not if I was that drunk, but. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. No, I don't. I, no, I don't think I've started any fist yeah, fights. Yeah, because the the machine likes to play dirty. Yes. They like to play very, very dirty. Yeah. And um, I understand that's just how they, how they roll, but. No, it gets a little nasty sometimes. It gets yeah. a little nasty. Urban County in New Jersey is also the smallest county. Uh, it's only about half the size of the second small. I mean, geographically, not population-wise. Um, so we're the you know we're very densely populated. Um, 
And I think the next smallest county geographically is Union County, and it's like twice the size of Hudson County. So we're very condensed. Um, I saw a photo once of a, a, a poster for a lost cat and it was it was luna aka shitty (laughs) great name and it said small but dense (laughs) (laughs) small but dense so that's how i like to think of hudson county small Small, but dense small but dense small but dense i mean i think um you know with a very densely populated county like ours um a lot of our problems are interconnected exactly yeah so it's like you can't necessarily focus on one yeah. because it always bleeds into something else. How do you, as someone who is running, make the constituency aware that all of these things relate to each other? Because you run into people like, I only care about this. Yeah. When someone else says, well, that's cool, but this is what I care about. How do you make people understand that all of this stuff is connected? Yeah, I mean... I think a lot of it is just meeting people where they're at. Mm -hmm. You know, if someone wants to talk to me about 10 minutes, you know, for 10 minutes about one issue and not talk about other issues, that's fine. Like, I'll listen. Um, And they deserve to be heard. Um, But I think tying it together in our overall platform and messaging and, and, you know, what we're going out there and talking about every day Mm -hmm. in the community, I, I think, you know, that's that's how we bring it together. That's 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 part of our job i think is is you know taking the different issues constituents bring to us Mm -hmm. and and working them together into into a policy that will help the most people um what is what is one of the policies that you hear the most about or is there a policy that you hear consistently um you know I, i i wouldn't say that it's it's consistent because different people have different things that they feel very passionately about Mm -hmm. um but you know i I think some of the big ones you know we've we've touched on before the affordability whether whether you're a renter and the rent increases Mm -hmm. or or if you're a homeowner the the tax increases uh the lack of transparency uh in the county government Mm -hmm. um you know I, i i think you know, street safety can be a bit of a hot button issue sometimes in certain in certain spaces. But I, I also think that particularly the county roads are sort of uniquely bad. Yeah. I mean, Kennedy Boulevard, um, Patterson Plank, mm-hmm. like, you know, you drive on them and you're like, wow, like I almost just got into a crash. Yeah, it's uh, bad. You walk it's on them. Bad. You're like, wow, I almost got hit by a car. It's bad. You bike on them. I mean, forget about it. You're yeah. taking your life into your hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. So I think people see that and they're like, wow, like, I, you know, this is a problem. I was actually canvassing on Patterson Plank Road earlier today um, with Stephanie, our commissioner candidate in North Bergen. Mm-hmm. And, and people are like, yeah, like, you know, like, not only is it super dangerous, but like, it's a nuisance. Like, you know, people are like almost getting into accidents and like honking their horns at each other at two in the morning. Like, mm-hmm. and I like I can't sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know. They used to race up there. I don't know if you remember, but they used. I had down 440 too. Down yeah. 440. Yeah, the, the racing was. I don't know if they still do, but there was a period where, like, every Friday night, from maybe like midnight to like three in the morning, they were out there hauling ass. Yeah. So I think that's something that is kind of still in. That is still 
in certain drivers to where they just get on 440 or they get on these county roads and just floor it yeah yeah even if even if they're not racing they have that mentality yeah that, just like, go yeah just go um i want to i want to just kind of focus on affordable housing because i feel like that is something that affects all of us i mean i mean all of the issues affect all of us but i think that's like an immediate issue that um the constituency in hudson county and probably all over the country like we're all feeling that yeah um is is there is, forgive me because this is a, i know this is a broad question but is there any chance that this changes you know with the high rent with the landlords just being schmucks <laughs> with um the the development being very self-serving people feel like there's no opportunity for that to change like we're just like you were saying earlier like we're just going to get priced out eventually is there a way to stop that from the county level? Yeah, I mean, right. I think it's very hard to make a change overnight. Absolutely. Um, so it's not like, you know, you elect the progressive slate of candidates and, and January, whatever, we're sworn in in February. Oh, my gosh, rents drop. No, mm. I mean, I mean, that's not going to happen. Um, these are like kind of structural changes that we can work on mm -hmm. at the county level so um so you know going going back to those tenant protections that that right to counsel program um another thing um that can help people help keep people in their homes and and help stop rents being jacked up mm -hmm. um and they've done this in philadelphia is before the sheriff will even serve an eviction, mm -hmm. having having requiring them to come into a trained housing mediator. So kind of having that office in the county and like like basically um eviction diversion, right? Mm -hmm. Um and if if it's gonna be a bogus eviction, right? Be, and they're like and you know, hashtag not all landlords, but yeah, right. but there are landlords who file bogus evictions. Yeah, because they just want their tenants. They out. just want their tenants out. Maybe it's a rent control building or whatever, and they want their tenants out so mm -hmm. that they can double the rent for the next person who comes in right. unwittingly from Brooklyn and like is like, oh well, this is cheaper than what I was paying in you know Park Slope. So okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's 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 those that's always been a wild thing to me with housing is like you know we have people here and we've watched like 1800s a lot yeah and then we get priced out from the 1800 and like you said they get these people from brooklyn and from all these other places like oh that's not bad and then they charge them 2400 well right it's a regional housing market mm -hmm. and um i think the mistake in you know that that people can fall to is is that there's no way Jersey City or even Hudson County is going to carry the brunt of the New York housing market on its shoulders without without just becoming a playground for the rich, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you if you have no requirements for building affordable housing, you know, mm -hmm. you you've nothing to stop cuz right, the developers want to build luxury apartments. That's what's most profitable for right. them. They want to build luxury. Um 
and that's all they will build if they're left to their own devices. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's where the role of local government comes in um, to say like, hey, no, like you know, you know, this is not to say like all development is evil and mm-hmm. like no development ever. That's not really a sustainable vision either. But like, also, oh, you're not a NIMBY. I'm not a NIMBY. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but you got to build affordable units other and especially because historically new york city has and long island forget about it like they have not been building enough um to meet to keep up with the demand for for housing in this metropolitan area and so it's really unfair to ask hudson county jersey city to kind of shoulder the entire metropolitan region right um in terms of housing so if if we want to avoid just like continuous gentrification becoming a playground for the wealthy we need to actually invest in affordable housing Mm -hmm. so that's what we want to do with community land trusts um you know county-owned land uh working with a independent nonprofit, uh, building nonprofit apartment units um our goal is 10,000 over the next decade mm-hmm. uh, to kind of add to that actual affordable housing stock in Hudson County mm-hmm. and, and really make a dent in that. Um, you know, that's not to say that people won't still come in and pay, I don't know, $3,000 for a studio. I mean, they, sure, they're free to do that, but mm-hmm. like that's, we can't just be building that. We, we, need, um, we need a concentrated effort to add to the affordable housing stock. Okay. Okay, um, I I agree. I agree with that. You know, paying three thousand dollars for a studio prop, a studio prop, is, that's wild. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. That is wild. I don't. If you have that type of money to pay for a studio apartment, you should. What are you doing? Like, you should go buy a house because that's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, um, you know, with your with your background dealing with uh, you know, the climate, and you know, you was mentioned earlier about like. Uh, fortifying the uh, sewer system you know Jersey is very prone to like storms hurricanes um, just whatever Um, if you're elected along with everything you were saying about the sewer system are there any other initiatives that you would like to implement yeah yeah I want to see the county move to fully renewable energy through a community choice aggregation program Mm -hmm. um i you know i i want us to really um you know you know green infrastructure is great uh gets a lot of gets a lot of um you know well-deserved high praise but we can't only rely on green infrastructure either Mm -hmm. um you know it it helps with it helps with sort of the mid-sized rainstorms and the stormwater management and the runoff from the roads um but we we need both green infrastructure and more traditional was called gray infrastructure for stormwater detention um you know um so we we just need to invest more all over in in flood mitigation stormwater management uh we're we're in a particularly vulnerable spot for that here in hudson county and uh we know the situation's not going to get any better in the foreseeable future with climate change right i mean we have to take actions to stem climate change long term but short term we have to or shorter term mm-hmm. you know we have to take actions to protect our communities no i i, I agree with that. i think um i think a lot of people do ignore climate change because like i think you were saying it earlier it, it feels so far away mm-hmm. but like i was telling someone this past week like we ain't get a snowstorm yet right <laughs> 
you know like that's that's a concern yeah because usually it's like it's march yeah we usually have two or three snowstorms already and i think california has snow right now so it's like no the the planet is changing Mm -hmm. whether we like it or not so it's like we need to kind of prepare for that you know i've seen something that uh, new york city is is sinking or something in some town in my i think the keys in miami are sinking something is sinking things are sinking. sinking florida is sinking so i think um i think it's important that we have someone in office who understands that all of this stuff don't matter you know affordable housing um i mean it still matters i mean no no i'm I'm, I'm, I'm saying that it won't matter if we don't have a planet to do it on yeah so it's like we all like this is important this is as important as all the other issues yeah or and even on a more local level i mean i mean maybe you get a deal on an an apartment because it's a basement apartment you know fine like but then what happens if you're displaced yeah what if it it floods then what are you gonna do yeah you're displaced right i understand i understand that's good so when um so you're saying like your race up to this point has been good um i've been seeing you all over the place um what what are some of the most challenging things that you face so far just with campaigning yeah, I think it's just not enough hours of the day, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not in a position to, you know, be a full time candidate. Right. Mm-hmm. I I got to keep my day job. I got to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very high rent. Yeah. <laughs> it's going up again. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I I wish I had a magic wand and I could have started in September instead of December. But mm-hmm you know can't change the past um it's it's just a this the biggest challenge is you know getting our getting our message out reaching out to enough people that you know that we can convert into votes Mm. on june 6th and on that i'm really leaning a lot on the commissioner candidates uh because you know they they have a more um they have a more you know feet on the ground view of their district right Mm -hmm. i i can't i can't be in north hudson jersey city hoboken bayonne and west hudson all at the same time right like maybe maybe if i if i really like schedule myself really carefully maybe i could hit three in a day but like (laughs) on a weekend right right. but like realistically I, i can't be everywhere at once i can't clone myself um you know the commissioner candidates are really really important for this effort as well as the county committee candidates mm-hmm. um at that hyper local level so yeah just just the challenge of it feeling like you know there's just not enough time to do everything that we want to do how do you prevent burnout that's a really good question if you find out the answer please <laughs> share it with me <laughs> Be- because with you know with everything you just said it feels like that that's a very easy place to end up, especially yeah. when you're trying to cover so much ground. And like you said, you still got a life. You still got a regular day job. Um, you know, when do you have time to unwind at least? <laughs> I, I'm take that as a no. That laugh was very like, no, not really. 
<laughs> you know, I think it's, I, I try, I try to make time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be hard the next three months. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully I can kind of, you know, you know, win or lose. I, to my knowledge, there, maybe there is, but to my knowledge, there's not even a Republican running for this seat that's been announced. Okay. Um, maybe there is, I, maybe I missed it, but, uh, regardless, you know, this is a position that's really going to be determined in the Democratic primary. Right. We're not going to have a competitive general election. So, you know, if, you know, God willing, we win where, you know, we don't have to be running around all day, every day, pulling our hair out mm-hmm. between June and November. We can, you know, still campaign, of course, still mm-hmm. put in the work, but um, kind of like maybe have a little bit of a better work-life balance. Or, or work politics life balance i guess yeah that that you know having that balance is very important because this you know this is is a marathon yeah this is definitely a marathon yeah you know and then right there's there's of course the possibility that we're not going to be successful in june or, or maybe some of us are and some of us aren't mm-hmm. um you know in that case i will probably unplug for a couple months <laughs> are you um have you been p- preparing oh maybe it's too early to ask that because I was going to ask, you know, have you played out both scenarios? Like, all right, if if I win, you know, I'm going to go on vacation for two weeks, then I'm going to get back to work. And if I lose, like you said, you was going to unplug. Have you worked out both scenarios or is it still too early to tell? Um, I don't really have them worked out in detail. I'll probably, you know, somewhat be playing it by ear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no, I mean, if we win, you know, the intensity will probably be less especially if it turns out that we don't have an opponent mm-hmm. in the general the intensity will be less but i i want to kind of spend those um those six months really getting ready and and making sure i can hit the ground running mm-hmm. um you know working with the commissioner candidates who are elected um you know really making sure that we have um you know strong you you know we're, we're running on these policy proposals um but really and and we're you know we're, we're rolling out the details but you know really kind of even like the minutia mm-hmm. um just hammering out everything we can over the next six months um and you know getting ready to hit the ground running right, so it sounds like you're just taking it day by day yeah yeah okay. um but right lose I am probably going to need a break <laughs> for, for a I, few months. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. All right. So, all right. So, why vote for you? You know, I, I think <laughs> that's a very straightforward way of putting it. Yeah. I, 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 I try to keep it, you know, yeah. very direct. Yeah. I, I think... Um, I, I want to represent the people of Hudson County. Mm-hmm. I want to make this a place where people can live, people can thrive, mm-hmm. people can um, age with dignity, mm-hmm. um, people can afford to raise a family if they want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of those are just feeling increasingly unattainable every year for, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to I wanna tackle the issues that are most important to everyday people, you know, and I, I want to, I want to work with the community. I, I want to, um, you know, be accountable to the people who 
who put me in office mm -hmm. rather than you know some higher up boss or or some or some corporate interest or, or some billionaire golf course owner <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly who you're talking about I say your name but we're, you know exactly who we're talking about um right just you know it, it almost sounds like simplistically naive to actually like want a government that is accountable to the voters right that's mm -hmm. that's the that's the ideal that this that that we should be striving for and it just feels um it feels like we're so far away from that the way our hudson county government is currently running i mean hmm. you know the simple answer is usually the correct one i feel like with hudson county politics historically they have overcomplicated very very simple fixes mm -hmm. and for someone like yourself who wants to for all intents and purposes simplify things and like you said be accountable transparency and be transparent yeah. to your constituents i think that is something that people want to hear people don't like you said people don't want their politicians to just answer to someone else like i voted for you answer to me you work for us you work right for us. <laughs> like we pay your we give you money right we pay your checks we pay your multiple public salaries. We, we pay your multiple public salaries. Like you should answer to us. So I, I think it's, I think it's good that, you know, you want and you're willing to be accountable and transparent and be like, no, I'm here for you guys. Because we, as a constituent, as a voter, I don't hear that a lot. I don't hear that a lot. What do you hear? I hear, is is okay. So I hear two things. I either hear one um they play the game oh we're gonna do all these great things for you and then as soon as they get in office they turn their back on us so like i don't know what you guys were talking about i'm in office i'm gonna go do whatever i want or they or i hear um more or less lip service no be more direct they lie <laughs> just straight like they just lie and they will say whatever they need to say to to get our vote and every single person oh you want affordable housing yeah oh you want climate control yeah oh, you want bike lanes yeah they'll just say yes to everybody you get a bike lane you get an affordable house <laughs> yeah like they, they're like oprah and they just offer everything to everybody and then people buy into it and then nothing happens mm -hmm. nothing happens and why do you think nothing happens hmm I think it's a mix of self-serving where people get elected and then they'll then they realize, oh wow, this is nice. This is nice. I like this. I get a cushy county job. I get to I get perks. People like me. I get to do whatever. And they get addicted to that lifestyle rather than actually serving the people. And you know, like with anything. You do, you do something for too long, you kind of get jaded by it. I think the problem that I see a lot in politics is people forget why they're there. Mm -hmm. And they forget why they started. You know, you get in the office, you become successful, you get, in, you get around different people who will influence your way of thinking, who will say, oh yeah, yeah, you did good with the people, but if you sign off on this thing, I can give you $200,000. 
or I can give you a piece of land or a piece of a business that when this is over, you'll be fine. I think people get seduced by that part of it mm. because, you know, that is more immediate. And we and a lot of times people lose that fight for the people. And then you have people like yourself who come in and be like, no, I care about the people. And I think a lot of the a lot of the jadedness that you were mentioning earlier is because we see this movie over and over and over. Mm -hmm. We have people yeah. who come in and tell us all of the great things and, you know, say they're going to change things. And if they do get elected, they don't do a fucking thing. Mm -hmm. So as people who are living this day by day, no, we don't want to hear that. Yeah. We don't want to hear that. So it's it's hard. Like, I understand why people are jaded. It's hard for us to, you know, accept that people are fighting in our best interest. Because, you know, human beings are fickle sometimes. Yeah. And life changes. People's interests change. People's motives change. But I think um, the status quo in Hudson County specifically has been this way for so long that we need people like yourself like ron like stephanie like um everyone else who's running please i, I can't remember all of you guys names but uh, i know who you are i can run through them right now for people who are listening you want yeah, go ahead run, okay. run on the team so in district one we got uh tj singer mm -hmm. district two we got adrian Gainda. uh district four we got mom to sing district five we got ron bautista uh district Eight, we've got Steph Martinez, and District Nine, we've got Alex Valdez. Solid team, solid team, solid team, and I and I feel like you guys all share that commitment to change things, and I think that is enough. Yeah. No, no knowing that people want to fight, yeah. that's that's enough sometimes. Cause, you know you get hit too many times people are like all right i don't want to fight anymore oh yeah i don't think i'd be doing this by myself like i wouldn't you be doing a alone. yeah you don't no, fight alone. I, I wouldn't be doing a lone wolf run for the the yeah, county executive yeah nobody wants to get no. beat up on no i mean i mean ron was the first to announce back in july august something like that yeah um and you know seeing his commitment and you know talking you know talking to the other commissioner candidates who were getting ready to launch and um you know feeling that momentum and seeing that it was going to be a team was mm -hmm. kind of what solidified my choice to run because it it can be lonely if you're doing it all by yourself mm -hmm. and um teamwork makes the dream work. yeah teamwork makes the dream work and and you know, all of these commissioner candidates have different priorities, have different top issues that they're fighting for, mm -hmm. uh, but we all kind of share a vision of, uh, you know, a Hudson County that works for the people. That's a, that's a county that works for the people. I like that. I like that. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, a county that works for the people. I like that a lot, actually. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that should be I don't know if you've had that in your campaign but if you if you don't I think you might need to add that yeah you know I don't have like a we don't have a tagline yet maybe I just maybe I, you just teased out a tagline I, me, I think like, that's, that's on, a tagline on air <laughs> I think that's a tagline that's good but um you know when's the election June 6th June 6th of this year this year okay okay and and it takes people by surprise because people aren't thinking about voting in 2023, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, 
There's no gubernatorial election. There's no federal election. Yeah, we have a lot of elections. We have a lot of elections in New Jersey. And in fact, that's, you know, you can argue it's sort of a form of voter suppression um, to have all these random little elections. Because people get burned out. They forget. They just don't care. Right, right. It's not on your radar. Um, So, you know, it's, but we're working within the system we've got right now. Mm. And we know it's going to be an off-off year. Um, Turnout's not going to be what it was in 2020. So Mm. our challenge is making people aware, first of all, that there's an election and, Mm. and, you know, making them feel that it's important enough to turn out to the polls on June 6th. Okay. Okay. We're letting them know right now. Yo, listen, man. We're going to let y'all know right now. You're listening to this program, right? June 6, 2023. Okay? Take your ass. To the shower. To the shower first. Get dressed nice. Get dressed nice and go vote. Or okay. vote in sweatpants. I don't care. Just go vote. I mean, yeah, just <laughs> shower. Yeah, but shower first. <laughs> Showers impo- are good. Showers are good. Most importantly, go vote. Regardless of what you're wearing, go vote. We have people out here who are who are genuinely fighting for the betterment of our county, for our municipalities. Like you have a choice. Okay, you're not subjugated to the to the names that you're used to. There are people there are fresh hungry faces out here who want to do the work so go out june 6 2023 vote for miss elena little vote for all of the names on is there like a a collective name or anything like that um i don't think we finalized yet what our slogan is going to be on the ballot Mm -hmm. um but we will be bracketed together. So if you if you see me, you'll see the commissioner candidate mm-hmm. under under my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, visually, it'll help us. Ballot position wise, it'll help us. Um, right, because the machine has their whole column. Yeah, right. Um, but we can at least band together and not hopefully not get put in, you know, column E, column F, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all the way down the line where no one's looking. Right, where no one even looks. Your mm-hmm. eye visually is just not drawn to it. Right. Um, so, you know, my hope is that, you know, eventually we can abolish the line on New Jersey primary ballots. Mm-hmm. But uh, until that happens, we got to we gotta give ourselves the best chance we've got uh, in this system we've got while trying to change the system. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, thank you, Elena. This, this was very informative. Um... Because, you know, I, I learn more and more about the county every day <laughs> and how much it does affect the city that I live in. Yeah. So I'm glad that you are doing the due diligence to inform people about what's going on on the county level and why it's important and how it affects their life. Um, well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank of you. Course, for, you know. Of course. Of course. You know, I really I genuinely appreciate all the work that you do. Um, like I said, I see you everywhere <laughs> everywhere like you 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 are yeah i'm surprised I, I do think there's a clone of you that's how much i see you i do think there's a clone of you but um tell yeah you got a doppelganger running around to do your extra work well maybe hopefully the doppelganger doesn't get an ace <laughs> <laughs> um but tell the people where to follow you where where they can donate um you know even if they want to come out or whatever they need to do to get in touch with you to make sure they know that you are running. 
Sure. Um, so my website is elenalittle.com. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my first name is spelled a little funny. It's spelled it's spelled like Eliana or, or it's spelled like Eleanor. So E-L-E-A-N-A. Mm-hmm. Um, and my last name is Little. That's spelled just like the wor- word little as in small. Um, elenalittle.com. I'm also at Elena Little on uh, Twitter, Instagram, dipping my toes into TikTok. Uh-oh. Um <laughs> uh, you're going to be dancing for votes? I hope you're not going to be dancing no, for votes on TikTok. I'm not going to be dancing. And Facebook, I'm at Elena Little NJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, get in touch. Oh, get in, listen, get in touch with Elena. If you have any extra funds to spare, donate to her campaign, donate to the whole tickets campaign. Um, it's a steep hill to climb, but it's it's climbable. You know, it's it's not like it's it's, it's achievable. Like this is this is something that I do think you can win. Um, I do think you should win. So you know, you got my support. Anything you need from me, or my good brother Frankie, like however we can help, just let us know, and we can do that. Thank you so much. Mm. You know, I was, <laughs> this was my, I've never been on like a podcast before. Uh, this is my first podcast. I was a little nervous coming in, but you mm-hmm. guys, you guys are very welcoming, made me feel right at home. Um, I'm, see, look, we listen, when you get elected, <laughs> you can tell the people my first podcast. My first the, podcast the for f- the stress. There you go. See, look, you know, we'll be looking out for that. <laughs> <laughs> once you once you are elected but um in the meantime in between time again Elena, i want to thank you though i'm very very grateful that you was able to come and talk i appreciate all of the information um but yeah make sure y'all follow the show and everything instagram for the stress underscore podcast you can follow me on twitter at twitter.com slash 4kj you can follow frankie on ig at frankie metals you can follow the dojo on IG at the Dojo JC. Make sure you visit the website for the stresspodcast.com powered by Stay Cozy Studios. Make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a motherfucking friend. And uh transparency for the stress. We need that from the people who are in positions of power. Elaine a little is 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 committed to transparency. And you know she's committed because she said it on a recording, so she can't take it back. <laughs> All right. But thank you again, Elena. Yeah, you know, thank you so much. You, you have our support. Thank you. Wishing you the thank best. You me. Um yeah, man, y'all be safe. June 6th, take your ass out. Go vote. Y'all be safe. Frankie turn this shit off. <sighs>